0: Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Katie on from the CNY group, and we got a wonderful topic that I just can't wait to get into and learn from Katie about. It's what should you have in your corporate mental health first aid kit? It's like we all have first aid kits. Uh, I have a first aid kit in my office at home. We all have first aid kits, but what's a mental health first aid kit? Can't wait to get into this. Katie, would you do us a favor, the audience a favor, and introduce both yourself and uh, CNY Group?
1: Sure. My name is Katie Yurtnowski, and I am Vice President of People and Culture for CNY Group. CNY is a construction and development services organization located in Midtown Manhattan,
0: Okay. So let's start with the basics. So like, like a, 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 a traditional first aid kit, you know, we have, we have band-aids. There's always band-aids in there, right? All right. So we got band-aids. So what, what are the building blocks? Like when you're, when you're talking to the folks, and again, some of this is probably learned from COVID, probably some of the things we, you know, we're doing before that, hopefully, and things that we want to do in the future. And so we'll, we'll, We'll talk about the future and what, what really should be in there. But let's start with like, okay, every first aid, every mental health first aid kit needs to have these things.
1: So I think a first a good place to start for any HR or corporate person is to look at your benefits, at your, um, your healthcare, ensure that there is mental health coverage, ensure that it has a robust network of mental health providers. Next is your employee assistance program. A lot of employee assistance programs not only provide the counseling that we're all familiar with, but they also have a lot of tools and resources for employees, training for managers. So it's a really good um, tool to have in your toolbox.
0: So we say mental health professionals do, is there, you know, obviously there's probably uh, an array, right? Um, Do you want to have uh, options for different types of of things that people are going through?
1: Yes, I think that that's really important. I think that there's a spectrum. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so what really needs to happen is there needs to be coverage of, you know, um, social workers and mental health counselors and psychiatrists. Um, The EAP can actually help provide some of that for you, but you really want to work with your carrier to ensure that your plan has that built into it.
0: Yeah. Cause it's it, your EAP might have wonderful pr- a network of wonderful professionals, but if your insurance doesn't cover it, people aren't, well, first of all, people will take advantage of it uh, by and large. Right. Um, okay. So we're going to deal with communication later on. Okay. So what are uh, after we, so we have now structurally, we've got the money. Uh, meaning we've got benefits that cover, um, and we've got a network. What are what are some of the other things that we would add to the first aid kit?
1: I think it's a lot of things that people don't realize help support uh, mental health and help support you know positive mental health habits, but it's really a lot of things that you're already doing in HR. It's ensuring. You know, from day one that your employees and are being integrated into your organization and that they have a sense of belonging and that they're set up for success. So doing something as simple as having an onboarding buddy for your new hires so that they can quickly get up to speed and have that sense of belonging from day one. Introducing the employee, ensuring that they're making uh, connections, providing other opportunities for socialization I think that especially uh, as with the impact of COVID is that the ability to socialize has really changed and that's been very difficult for a lot of people. And so companies need to be thoughtful about the ways that they provide this opportunity for socialization. Even doing something as simple as you know, allowing for um, chit chat at the beginning and end of team meetings really can help bond people, which is a great way of supporting mental health in something that you do every day.
0: So I love this. I love the buddy program um, uh, because, you know, first of all, I think it's just a good onboarding experience because it also explains, you know, kind of the culture and how, you know, mental health, you know, it's, it's easier to talk about now. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, everyone's, everyone's got something going on and it's okay. Like, like there's going to be times in which you need, you need help. And so having a buddy, I love that from an onboarding experience. I also love that as they, they kind of unpack the way that the company looks at things and also maybe even explains the, you know, the support network that people have. Um, Okay. So other things in the, in the first aid kit.
1: You actually just mentioned awareness. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's something that is very important you know people are very well aware of their physical health and what they need to do to take care of it but there's still a stigma around mental health and so there's things that a company can do just to kind of socialize the idea that mental health is just as important as as physical health a great example is during your you know when you're reviewing benefits and explaining your benefits to employees be sure to point out the mental health coverage just as you would point out what the copay is or the deductible is you're automatically providing a legitimacy to needing these services. Um, Another idea is to ensure that you are providing trainings, um, anything from uh, adaptability and resilience, things that aren't necessarily corporate trainings, but topics that can help support those positive mental health habits.
0: Oh, I love that, I love that. Okay, so how do if if someone's not coming from a firm where they've talked about mental health, you know, or, you know they've come from a firm where you know it's closeted or whatever else, and, and they just haven't talked about it. Now they're coming into a firm where you have a mental health first aid kit. Like you're actually not just talking about it; you put funding behind it, you put people behind it, uh, and you're explaining and you're you're communicating, etc. Um, how do we get them, you know, those that are reluctant, how do, how do we get them over the hump of, 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 of exploring, um, because, because again, you know, like with mental health, you mentioned, uh, I thought it was a beautiful analogy, you, you know, you, you kind of know what cholesterol should be, you, you know, what your, you know, your blood pressure should be. There's, you know, you can Google it. It's pretty easy. But you don't really know what your mental health, like, you know, you, you know, you know, when you're, you're upside down, but you don't, you don't know where you are. And if, and if you come from an environment where you're not talking about it, you're not learning about it, you're not around other people that are kind of talking about their journey, et cetera. It, I can see that being uh, uh, problematic to get them to kind of, uh, you know, disclose and a disclose is not the right word, but just to talk more openly about things. What or you, you know where to
1: start, right? A lot yeah, of or even are where to start.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Who,
1: who, you know, it may not be that they don't want to talk about it. They just don't know how to. Right. That's where awareness mm-hmm. really comes in. Finding an executive sponsor who is behind the idea and willing to support and attend trainings and kind of open up those conversations, ask questions during those benefit meetings so people understand that, you know, it's okay to, to have these things in place. Um, another really great thing to do is just to bring it into your safety trainings. So a lot oh, of companies cool. will have trainings around, you know, physical safety. Obviously, in construction, we have to have a, a tremendous amount of training around safety. But we also do uh, you know, so we do normally like first aid and CPR training, but we also actually do mental health first aid certification. And this is a program that your people can go through and actually get certified on the end to to identify and triage that mental health uh, crisis moment. And by just legitimizing that and making it a part of our corporate training, we're also bringing an awareness um, to the issues and, and training people on how to identify problems and giving them the tools for what to do in those moments.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. Um, any uh, other things that you would love to see in uh, a mental health um, first aid kit?
1: I, I think that the most important thing is the pieces of just the awareness, the training and the socialization right. um, and, and, and providing social support. Um, I think a lot of times the idea of, you know, having employees do events together or do something that may not just be work related can be um, sloughed off. But in reality, it's those things that build the trust and the rapport and really brings that sense of a belonging. And I think that corporations really and companies and people in companies need to think that that sense of belonging is extremely important. It's not only important from a mental health perspective and a diversity and inclusion perspective, but it's important that people feel a, a piece of the company, have pride in that work because we we'll know, we know that pride leads to success and
0: production. Right. I love that. So what about where's where does, where do you what do you think where are leaders in this?
1: I think that most leaders understand the importance of mental health um, and why it's important in the work to be aware of it in the workplace. I think that a lot of people aren't really sure where to start. Right. You know, how do you start to address that conversation? Because the immediate leap when you go to, when you talk about mental health is you go to the extreme. So it's it's people with, you know, extreme mental um, health issues or illnesses And that's not really the case, you know, just like with your physical health, there's a spectrum. And so mental health is everything from just self-care and and getting enough sleep and being able to think and stay focused Um, when you're distracted and there's a lot going on and you have a lot of stressors, all the way up to those bigger mental uh, health illnesses like schizophrenia and bipolar All of those can be managed, uh, but people need to be aware that there's a spectrum and there's different ways of approaching things. The biggest thing to do is just to be human and be civil with one another and and bring in that basic respect and golden rule of treat people as you want to be treated.
0: So where do you, do you, uh, I say where I shouldn't even assume that ERGs and SIGs, um, do you see the, them playing a role in the first aid kit?
1: I do. At CNY, we actually have an ERG that's focused. We've actually just shifted the focus really to social, um, events and connections because we feel that's really important. It was the, um, ERG itself that identified that it was our wellness initiative and they really felt that making the shift to social, it was what was going to help our particular uh, employees and individuals. And that's really important because they're the ones who are, you know, on the ground talking to people, understanding the, the stressors that people are going through. They can help filter the information upward to let you know what kind of trainings you should be doing, what kind of programs you should be running what interests employees um, and others have. I
0: love that. I love that. And getting people into those. So again, getting back to the onboarding experience uh, and letting people know uh, what's available to them. So there's this this resource guide uh, or resource part of it. So some of it's communications. So it's many, many facets that we've already kind of unpacked. You've got to care enough to then do it. Okay, check. You got to fund it. (laughs) <laughs> let's just start with money um then you've got to communicate and then you got to get consumption uh and, and get get people to actually use it and exactly. uh, and find it uh, uh worthy of their time and energy and things like that so and i know you get asked this question and it would be a natural question to ask how do you how do you measure or is measurement even important as it relates to this
1: well, I think measurement is always important. Right. Hard <laughs> um,
0: <there's>, stop. Yes.
1: <laughs> done. Um, I, I think the way that you measure things like this, because it's a little bit more intangible, right? It's, it's how do right. you measure the results of your health plan? Um, you know, your insurance carrier can, can provide you some information. So for us, our EAP provides some information. We also really take a look at the participation that we have. So um, our, you know, we did a mental health first aid certification training and, and 15% of our company was actually trained in that first round of, of training. And to me, that's a big indicator of the interest that people have and you know the need that there is for, for something like this. We also look at um the social events that we're running. And again, this is how we realize that, that this is what was really important for our individuals, especially um, as we switched into a virtual world, you know, construction is extremely hands-on. Right. It's a face-to-face type of organization, and two years ago, that completely flipped on its head. Right. Our, our company, like many, kind of dealt with uh, how do we incorporate all of these new things. That's really difficult to do on the fly. Um, and in doing that, you know, in what our individuals asked for the most was just they missed water cooler talk. Right. Um, uh, because that's, you know, that was the piece of just being able to chit chat, learn about their coworkers, not think about their own problem, or, you know, have somebody to talk to their problem about. And that's where we really pushed into social events and everything from art therapy, virtual art therapy night to movie night, again, allowing people to chit chat during meetings that all really just kind of helped us um, form as a team and kind of rebond.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. So, so let's say we got the, is there, if there isn't anything else uh, in the, in the first aid kit, what do you, what do you think 2022, what would you, what would you add if you were adding to it? Like, you know, unlimited budget, (laughs) let's just, let's just have a magic wand and, uh, and just say, okay, we're actually going to really do this. What would you, what would you add to the first aid kit?
1: i think i would expand on access to mental health resources so ensuring that um, not only if our health plan didn't cover you know we only covered a certain part if we could find other ways of providing services to our employees perhaps partnering with um you know, virtual uh, services or, you know, there's there's a lot of texting services out there. So looking into those things so that we can also bring those benefits to our employees. I also would expand on our training and just, you know, make it a uh, a really ingrained part of the culture here that, you know, mental health health is a part of safety and that we're providing lots of opportunities for people to train on how to help themselves, their families, their co-workers, all of that.
0: I love that. I love that. Okay, so you've obviously talked to your peers about this uh, at different points, I'm sure. how How is it being received by, f- by your peer group, and how is it being received by insurance. Uh, so the carrier group, the benefits group, right? So you've got, you know, benefits and benefits communication. You've got total rewards. You've got all these internal folks. How is just the the discussion around mental health and funding mental health programs? How's, how's that being received right now?
1: Very well, actually. I was, I will be honest. I was a little surprised at how open, the population at this organization was to discussing um, mental health, to incorporating mental health. Right. We have our, our top leadership and our executives immediately signed on and, and are willing to sponsor all of this, which wow. is fantastic and made me realize that I really am at the right, right place. Right. Um, because again, in construction, there's there, there can be a stereotype of what your construction typical construction worker is. And I right. fell into that. And was very, very surprised when I realized that, you know, that was my own prejudice. And we have people here willing to be open. So it's fantastic for me. Um, I also, you know, I got a lot of this exposure at my past position when I worked at the uh, Urban Justice Center, which was a nonprofit legal firm here in New York City. And they had a whole project on mental health and helping the marginalized population of New York get accesses to services. So I'm really grateful for that opportunity and experience to really expose me to these ideas so that I could take that and pay that forward.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that on so many levels. Um, and, and just again, uh you got me to think you found this out after you uh you landed that wait a minute, these folks are actually really, really progressive. They're they're thinking about things that I care about, et cetera. How do, do we? Um, if we've built a a really wonderful mental health, you know, first aid kit, do we push this into talent acquisition? Like, do we push this into our careers page and our benefits page and, and talk openly with candidates about it and use it also as a recruiting tool?
1: Absolutely. I, you know, I think our um, founder and president Ken Kaleo believes, you know, governs the organization by environmental, social, and governance principles. And ESG is really all about sustainable business practices and your connection with your community. You take that and you take that into HR. And a real piece of it for me is how do we impact the community around us? And in HR, that's the employees here, but also, you know, our future employees or referrals or whatever. And t- I take that a step farther and I look at everything through a lens of, you know, how do we support an employee fully from mental health included?
0: Right. Um, right so right, right.
1: that impacts almost every um, policy and practice that we have here, including recruiting, because it's extremely important um, that we're thinking about what those connections are.
0: You know, two questions last one. One is, Is there, as you've been doing this and and discovering new things, is there anything that you would advise people to either not do or to think twice about doing?
1: I think what to not do is you shouldn't try to tackle it as a whole. Right. I think the mistake that everybody makes with anything, but in particular with this, is that we're just going to run one campaign and it's going to solve all of our problems. Yes. <laughs> as, as my dad taught me that it's really all about baby steps um, and then looking back and seeing how that really kind of had a monumental um, effect on something. And so what you should be doing is to start small, to think about the things that you actually are are already doing that may support mental health and see if there's tweaks that you need to be making to them. For example, an onboarding buddy isn't necessarily something that people would connect to mental health, but there's a big piece of that, throwing your company holiday party doesn't necessarily connect to mental health, but it's actually a big piece of supporting, you know, that social sense of belonging, which is so important. So I think a lot of companies don't need to panic and think that there's a lot of changes that they need to make. I think they need to start with, hey, what are we already doing? Right. And then let's build from there.
0: I love that because again, you you assess what's being done. Or we are we have things. Are they being consumed? Have we communicated? Is Correct. do we have insurance that actually pays for those things? So we have an EAP that has wonderful network. Yet our insurance, it's it either doesn't cover it or it's at a premium, etc. Um, last question before we go out: Is there anything not just that you know? I love that you know you're not trying to fix it all. Rome, you know, in one day got that. Um, is there anything that's too far when we talk about mental health and we talk from a, from a corporate perspective, um, is there, is there anything that you found that you're like, yeah, that's, that's, you're crossing over into religious and nonprofit and into other groups and where they kind of, you know, should help, uh, and, and the corporation really, you know, Yes. I I,
1: I completely understand. I think where, where we find, especially from a management perspective is, you know, well, I, you know, we want to make sure that people are still producing So, mental health illness, just like with film, you know, or mental health issues, because it's not even an illness. It could be just a moment in time where you have a rough day. Right. Right. Um, Similar to physical issues, you're exhausted on that day or, or whatever it is. It, doesn't excuse, you know, not being able to work or, or get something done or meet a deadline. And I think it's really important that we train managers to understand that is that we, you know, we need to offer our employees flexibility so that they could be as successful as possible. And in turn, our employees need to offer us flexibility so that they can be successful. I think it's really about that dialogue that's super important. And, and recognizing, as you said, that there are certain levels of, if you're if you're feeling a little overwhelmed about dealing with this particular issue, either as an employee or a coworker or a manager, that, that the, the next step, which is really what you learn in mental health first aid is referring them to others who can kind of pick that up and, and help that individual or that situation.
0: Love it. What a wonderful topic. Katie, thank you so much for educating us and kind of, you know, just helping us all understand, hey, it's it's one thing to talk about how important it is. It's another than for someone to break it down piece by piece and show, here's the building blocks. Here's, you know, again, you're probably already doing some things, taking inventory, just great stuff. So thank you so much today. And thank you for coming on the podcast.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it
0: absolutely and thanks for everyone listening to the recruiting daily podcast until next time you've been listening to the recruiting live podcast by recruiting daily check out the latest industry podcasts webinars articles and news at recruitingdaily.com